Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Navid Momini. Now, he is a top-ranking sales leader and forward-thinking business executive with over 10 years of a track record in success in identifying and pursuing new businesses in technical and other business sectors. Today, we're discussing prospecting in today's times, handling objectives, and how to conduct an epic qualification call. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You know what? Let me tell you, you have got such amazing knowledge in this subject because we are post-COVID now and this entire market has been flipped upside down and what we thought we knew, we don't know anymore. And my first question to you, you know, without even going anywhere else, because all of the listeners to the show know we just go right in. And so the first question is, how do we prospect in a post-COVID world? Yeah, that's a great question. I can actually start by sharing a story. And the story is, I remember I was managing a sales team when COVID started. And I'm going back to March, 2020. And one of the things, and I was managing BDR team, and one of the things that all my business development representatives, they were worried about is basically, how are we going to continue our prospecting, right? Mm. Because they kept receiving email and calls from so many of our, basically, prospects and customers back then that, hey, due to COVID reasons, we were shutting down the office. And basically, they were just keep hearing this, all these negative news and unfortunate news from clients saying that, hey, you know what, we have decided to actually either shut down the business or to focus on other areas and try to save money or our company and all these things, things really changed. And uh, I can tell you this, Bernie, that when we look at it today, and even though now it's March, 2022, and in so many areas on this planet, they say the COVID is over, uh, but the companies that survived were the companies that were able to adjust and shift quickly. And mm-hmm. Those were the companies that they were able to still perform. Not only they didn't lose any customers or any revenue, but also they were able to maximize their revenue by being uh, unique, by coming with coming up with unique strategies and ideas. And they basically kept going on what they believed in. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what are some of the techniques that uh, people and especially entrepreneurs or basically salespeople should pay attention to when they do prospecting, and especially when COVID started. Number one is one thing that immediately we realized was in terms of the number of touch points that we focus on. And especially before COVID, started, that number varied between 12 touch points to 19 touch points. Where, and what I mean by that is 
combination of your dials, emails, LinkedIn messages, and all that. That's what we mean by touch points. It took that many touch points to, to book a qualification call with right. the prospect. Once COVID started, that number based on the latest survey and based on what we are seeing today, daily, moved up to minimum 24 touch points. Wow. And that's one thing that so many people don't realize that so many people decided to switch their work environment from office to home. They decided to only use their favorite channel as a sort of the, the communication with vendors out there. So it's very important to know that at the end of the day, uh, basic prospecting is a numbers game. And so many entrepreneurs out there, unfortunately, and salespeople, they give up after certain touch points. They do 12, 13, 14 touch points. They say, you know what? I just keep hearing voicemail and that's it. Yeah, and after yeah. a while, they give up and they just say, you know what? That's it. I'm done with it. But that's number one thing. Make sure that you are focusing on the number of touch points that, that you're doing and make sure that you're maintaining a high number of touch points, at least minimum uh, 24 touch points. Obviously, it depends on the size of the company that you are trying to reach out to uh, the person, if you are doing B2B sales or B2C, but make sure that that number prior to COVID change is no longer between 14 or to 19 touch points. You might get lucky and get hold of someone after two, three touch points. But now that number has changed and has moved up to, up to a higher number. Yeah, I'm so glad that you provided that information because there's so many people that I've spoken to that is feeling like, wow, maybe my product is no longer of interest. And it is. It's definitely of interest because some of the people that I know of personally, they are selling things that you can't do without. You have to have it, but they're still struggling in sales. But I don't think that they were aware. And I know I definitely was not aware of that touch point going up so high. That is massive. Since that goes up, do you do different techniques? Are there different things that you should do? No, absolutely. That's that's a great question. Following to the first points, one thing that is very hard, and I'm noticing it today with the sales team that I manage and with the lots of mentees that I have, that so many of them, I can say like 80% of them are startup founders and entrepreneurs, is nobody likes prospecting. And I shouldn't say nobody, because when you look at all the top organizations or top founders, when you look at their sales floor and all their top salespeople, you can see they dedicate a good amount of time every day throughout mm-hmm. the day to, to do prospecting. I call them call blitzes. So this is something that every entrepreneur out there, especially if you're starting your business or if you're trying to attract more uh, customers to your business, you have to spend at least minimum one hour every day on prospecting. And what I mean by that is so many people say, oh man, like I have all these meetings in my calendar and now you want me to also do prospecting or do cold calling or sending cold emails, but uh, you have to put it in your calendar and you have to commit yourself to that call blitz. So for example, for me, when I started my previous company, I remember for me and my two other co-founders, it was a rule that every day between 10 a.m. to 10.30 and like in the morning and afternoon, 2 to 2.30, we had to put like call bits and our only focus was dialing the phone through the list of the potential customers or prospects. And we were holding ourselves accountable. We used to sit beside each other almost <laughs> and just go through the, the phone and one dial after another dial. If you're lucky that if you have you know, a, a strong business development representative team or sales development representative team, then that's a different story. That's what they do for you daily. 
But obviously at the beginning, when you start as a new entrepreneur or founder, you can't really afford paying someone 40, 50, $60,000 to do that for you. So you have to get yourself involved to the process. And basically you have to get your hands dirty and you have to do the work yourself. But so many people, they run away from it. They're like, oh, I hate objections. Mm -hmm. I hate when people hang up the phone on me. I hate when people don't reply to my emails. But you have to do this every day, minimum of one hour. And if you see that you have more time throughout the day, try to, instead of moving, doing that 30 minutes, move it to one hour, one hour in the morning, one hour in the afternoon, two hours Mm -hmm. in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. The whole point here is by doing this, you are building your pipeline. And that's the whole purpose of basically doing this, building a strong pipeline. So that way you can start attracting more customers to your business and bring in more business. Yes, yes. I totally agree with that. Now, let me ask you a question. There's so many different ways that I guess the industry has changed and just the world has changed. What do we do now? What do you see is the best way to actually prospect? Is it better to be on social media? Is it better to pick up the phone? What's best now? That's an amazing question. I love your questions. <laughs> uh, so that's one thing that we have learned, especially since COVID started, started is everyone has their own preferred channel. And what mm-hmm. I mean by everyone, we are not talking about us. We are talking about our customers. Right. We are talking about our prospects. So many times we have experience. And I, when I do sales training for, for startups or companies out there, even they come to me and they say, oh, wow, you were right. I was trying to get hold of this person over the phone for the past two months. But then I just decided to, put the, to send a customized message through LinkedIn. And I got a response back like this, mm. right? So many people, they prefer to receive an email. That's their preferred method of communication. So again, that's an art, how to send basically a good cold email, a cold introduction email, right? I know that one of the good news is here because of, again, so many people because of COVID, they switched working from home. Then there are some certain channels that you don't need to go through the gatekeeper. So many times it's the person that, you know, doesn't really allow you to to speak to the decision maker. And they say, yeah, call back tomorrow. Yeah, call back tomorrow. Or they say, you know what, just send an email. And basically we call them smoke screens. They are just trying to get rid of you. So many times now when you send a message on LinkedIn, when you reach out to a prospect through Twitter, uh, through Instagram, uh, through like Facebook, then you might get an immediate response. But the point is you cannot only rely on one channel. So this is, it's all about, it's all about the customer, not about us. So that's why I always tell, you know, my reps throughout your cadences, make sure that you have a combination of phone call, email, voicemail message, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, every channel that you think. And even sometimes I have reps, like one of my reps the other day, she was very smart. She actually decided to send a letter to a prospect that she has been working on. And it was the contracting time and this process just disappeared. And she decided to send a very nice postcard that I just want to make sure that you are well. And she actually got a response. And this is, if you tell someone, oh my God, send a letter to someone, they say (laughs) in 2022, but guess what? She got a response back. So it's all about being active in every channel because the ending goal for you here is to be able to get hold of your prospect and to show them what value you can deliver to them uh, through your products and services. So my recommendation is to make sure that if you're not getting hold of people because they're not in the office anymore, they work from home through call or voicemail message, then use all other channels that you have access to. And if you see that you're not getting you know, much luck from LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of these channels, then try to either send them a very nice, like a, like a follow-up notes or a very nice uh, card to show them that not only you're worried about them, you care about them, 
but also you want to make sure that you go back to the points that you discussed about uh, their business and how exactly you can deliver value and help them to achieve their future. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up too, because I actually have a friend who she was on the show sometime last year and her name is Elena Ciccatelli. And she shares a story very similar to what you were mentioning as far as actually sending something in the mail. She actually sent a tennis shoe in the mail. (laughs) She sent one shoe and she said, I was just trying to get my foot in the door and she was trying to get into a gym. And so she sent one tennis shoe and it was like a neon colored tennis shoe. So it was definitely going to get their attention. And she said, said, I'd like to meet with you and I bring the other shoe. This is amazing. Thinking outside of box, people that start using Clubhouse as a way to, to generate leads. And if you told someone two years ago, and sorry, I'm not a you know, Clubhouse user, right. but if you told someone that you can find clients or you can do prospecting through Clubhouse, people would have looked at you and say, but now I know there are companies out there telling their account executives, their salespeople, that you share your you know, knowledge and expertise with other people out there and they're finding clients through Clubhouse. So anything that you think that it's outside of the box, anything that you think that your competitors are not doing, those are the things, even if you feel uncomfortable, just go for it, give it a try, do it. You have nothing to lose. And especially mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur and they have to, at the end of the day, it's all about doing extra at the end of the day, it's all about doing things that other people can't do. Yes. Yes. Okay. So say we've got them to pick up and we are having a conversation. So either they've answered our email or they've answered the phone, but they start giving us objections. What do we do when we're getting no's? That's, that's another great question. We have to take one step back. And what I mean by taking one step back is first, we need to see if it's an objection or a smoke screen. And there is a difference between an objection and a smoke screen. So smoke screen, and so many times we get the smoke screen, which is basically smoke screens, they're not real. They are basically a wall between you and the prospect. And basically the prospect is behind that wall and they are not saying yes to you. Mm -hmm. They are not telling the real reason of why they are not willing to commit to having a meeting with you, for example. So example of smoke screen is when you reach out to someone and they listen to you and they say, hey, you know what, Brittany, sure, before continuing this conversation or before committing to a meeting, I need to speak to my business partner, mm-hmm. right? So that's the smoke screen. Why? Because they are not really telling you why they are not meeting with you, why they are right. not committing to a meeting. And that's the time that you have to dig deeper and try to understand the why, the real reasoning behind why. They have to speak to their business partner or why they cannot say yes to you to come into that meeting. If it's an objection, then here's the easy formula, three steps. If you follow these three steps, I promise you, you can handle any objections out there. We're ready. <laughs> First one, as soon as you hear an objection, you have to listen and acknowledge. And what I mean by that is so many times salespeople or you know entrepreneurs they have this habit of the moment someone tells them no, or the moment that someone tells them I'm already working with someone else or another company, immediately they, they get either defensive or they go, yeah, but you need to listen to what I'm about to tell you. My product, our products is this. We are top 10 in North America for this. And they just keep going. If you're one of those people that you do that, please stop doing that. Because <laughs> what you're doing at this point, is not only you're making that prospect feel a little bit annoyed, but also you're showing them that you are not listening to them. And in sales, we always say the most important skill a salesperson should have is active listening. But what happens is 
if you hear that objection, and when you listen and acknowledge that you heard that objection, what happens is automatically, and if you do it in person, you can see the basically the body movement, the body gesture of that prospect. You can see from being you know, defensive, they go relaxed. Why? Because they're like, ah, this person is listening to me. So that means you reach out to someone and the person immediately say, sorry, I'm not interested, right? Immediately salespeople, they like, not salespeople, so many people new to the sales industry, they go, you need to listen to this. But immediately you have to listen and acknowledge and say, hey, you know what? I completely understand where you're coming from. So when immediately when you say, you know what? You're not interested in what, why should you be interested? Why should you be interested? I'm the one that is calling you. I completely mm-hmm. understand where you're coming from. And you shouldn't be interested in something that is not really delivering value to your business. So the person goes, oh, wow, okay. This person is <laughs> listening to me. He's right. acknowledging what I, like he just acknowledged that I told him that I'm not interested. The second point, once you listen and acknowledge, the second point, and here's a tricky one. You have to come up with a sentence to surprise them. And what I mean by to surprise them, to tell them to say something to them that they did not expect to hear that oh, sentence yeah. from you in that moment. And that's something that I have a friend, like he's, uh, you know, a great, you know, psychologist. And even he told me that now it's funny that you said that because we use this in psychology as well, that there's part of the brain that immediately it's like that part of the brain that say, oh, wow, I didn't expect this. So you have to come up with a sentence that, that surprised them. And so if you go back to that example, Hey, we are not interested. And that's the time that you say, Hey, yeah, I completely understand that you're not uh, interested. That actually makes perfect sense. And I'm sure you receive so many of these calls every day. And I feel you like, why should we, why, why should you be interested? The only thing is so many of the existing customers that I have today, they actually, the first time that I reach out to them, they told me the exact same that they were not interested. But today, when I talk to them, they say, you know what, Navid, this was the best decision I have ever made. And you just say it and you just go quiet. <laughs> so basically in a very smart way, what you did is it's like when you get into fight with your wife or with your husband and your wife or your husband is very angry and you say, I can't believe this happened, this, that happened. Immediately try You say, hey, you know what, sweetie? You're absolutely right. And everything that you're saying is right. Actually, you know what? I think what you're saying is something definitely I should consider changing my approach or my behavior. <laughs> When you do that, immediately the person goes, oh, wow, I didn't even expect to hear this. And this is the second one. You mm-hmm. have to surprise them. You have to tell them something that, that they don't expect to hear. Oh. When they receive another 40, 50 dollars, they will be like, oh, wow, the other 40 dollars, nobody did this. Mm-hmm. And this person just said something you know, that I didn't expect to hear. And the third, the final thing is you go back to your value proposition again. And that's the part that you go back to your value proposition again. And again, in that example, you're absolutely right. You know what? So many of my existing customers, they told me the same thing the first time that I reach out to them. But today they tell me that they made the best uh, decision by giving me five minutes of their time to discuss. And then you go to few important points about your value proposition to discuss A, B, C with you. Mm-hmm. And all I need is just five minutes to understand what's important to you, to understand if there is a need for you to even use our products and services. And then that way, I promise you, if you didn't even see any you know, need to use our products, but at least you have some information in your back pocket for the future. Do you prefer mornings or afternoons? So here's the tricky part. When we say the third part, request the meeting, we never say, is this a you know, good time to chat at the beginning? We never say, hey, is it okay to have a call? When you say, is it okay to schedule something and all that, you're already giving them a way out, right? Once you finish that, all I need is five minutes of your time 
to highlight how I've helped other businesses in your industry to achieve three value prop of your basic products and services that you think is important to them, which that's another exercise we can get into in the future. And then right away, right after that, do you prefer weekdays or weekends, or mornings or afternoons? Do you prefer Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. or Wednesday at 2 p.m.? Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. We are loving that. And see, you just did it to us. Now I'm like, what are the other three things that you're talking about? We can get into deeper. No, trust me. This is something that's, you know what? I, I'd be I'd lucky and so blessed to have so many amazing mentors. I'm sorry, when I, especially when I started doing sales many years ago. And at the beginning, I, if someone threw an objection at me, I was like, oh, please don't, please don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to handle it. And it's a worse feeling, especially when you're doing cold calling, you're making 50, 60, 70 dollars a day. And imagine people telling you, no, thank you. We are not interested. Uh, we don't have budget. I'm not the decision maker. Send me an email is another one that we hear all the time. Send me an email, which in, in my book, how to become a sales master. I actually have the list of all these objects and for each one of them, two, three ways of handling the objections. Uh, so you will have the script in front of you that you can handle any of these objections. Yes, that is how to conduct an epic qualification call. (laughs) So yeah, this one is basically how to handle objections. And again, for anyone who's listening to to this amazing podcast, if you have any more, or if there are certain objections that you keep getting them every day, please don't hesitate to to reach out to me and I would be uh, more than happy to help you. Yes. Okay. So this is so good. This is so good. But what would you say? Because I could keep you here all day long. But what would you say would be like some of your takeaway advice that we all need to know in order to be a sales master outside of all of the wonderful nuggets that you've just given us? I think, you know, that's another great question. And I think the best way that I can answer this is to truly understand your customers point A, where they are today, to understand your customers point B, where they want to be in the future, and to understand your customers point C, which is once they get to that point, once they achieve those goals, the point C is the time, what's their plan to make sure that they continue that success. That's very important to understand these three points, A, B, C. And one way that I can tell you the best way to to also to explain this, what I mean exactly by that is, this is a story about something that happened to me in 2014 that I was sitting with a group of colleagues in our office. We were having lunch and out of nowhere, I, I felt that I was eating food and I felt that I was having a hard time to swallow my food. So like feeling of that choking, which is a scary feeling. And it happened one time and I'm like, okay, maybe it was an accident. It happened again the second time. It happened again the third time. By the fourth time, I stopped eating my lunch. Mm-hmm. At nighttime, I tried to have my dinner and the same thing happened again. So at this point, I said a day after immediately to my family doctor, she was like, what is going on? And I said, something's happening to my throat. And I want you to give me a medication that can help with my throat. Mm-hmm. And I say, in the meantime, I also went to Amazon. I already ordered five, six different products that can help with this. And my family doctor, she said, okay, sure. So you want medication to to help with your throat so you can swallow food? And I said, yes. She looked at me and she was like, before that, let me ask you a couple of questions. And she asked me like seven, eight questions. Basic questions like, how often does this happen? How do you feel when this happens, right? What type of food do you usually eat, blah, blah, blah. Then she sent me to do some of these fun tests from <laughs> ultrasound to endoscopy and all that. And the final result after lots of digging, digging was there was actually no problem with my throat. The problem was with my stomachs. 
and I was suffering uh, from uh, gastritis and acid reflux. Mm -hmm. So that was the reason that this was happening. So it's the same thing that I always tell to so many of my reps and mentees and entrepreneurs out there that your job is to actually truly understand what your prospect is going through daily. Mm-hmm. Truly understand when you know they say this, these are the problems they have. You shouldn't only rely and listen to what they tell you. Your job is to dig deep and try to not only be a, a problem solver, but also be a problem finder. Try to ask the right questions. Try to understand what exactly do they mean when they say they have this problem. Is that the real problem they have mm-hmm. or the problem is something else and they are not aware? That's what separates from the best salespeople out there, that they're actually there truly like that doctor, helping that prospect try to understand what's the real problem they have versus the average or basically rookie salespeople that the moment they hear something from the, the customer, oh, here's a problem pain point they have, let me write it down and let me sold them my, uh, sell them my products and services. And then after three to six months, that customer comes back and says, what is this? Not only this is not helping me, but also but there's no need for us to use your products and services. Mm-hmm. So this is very important. Make sure that you truly understand your prospects, point A, point B, and point C by asking the right questions when you're doing your qualification, by asking the right questions when you're doing your discovery. And that way, you know exactly, you can walk them through the, the entire sales process and you can tell them exactly how your products and services can help them to get from point A, where they are today, to point B, where they want to be in the future, to point C, how to continue that success with your products and services. That is good, good stuff. Oh my goodness. We'll have to bring you back on because you have so much value. But before, we have to definitely dig a little deeper with you, Navid. Let me tell you, we have to know, this is our mentoring moment segment. So let us know, Just this is just a thought-provoking question. If you could say one word, one word today, what would that one word be? Blessed. Mm, Yes, yes. And that, I'm going to ask you to elaborate, but you really don't even have to because. (laughs) I've been living here in Toronto, Canada for the past 16 years. And like one, one thing that really COVID has taught us and especially me is we are all blessed. We're all blessed, especially if you're living, you know, in U.S., in Canada, in North America, in Europe. We are very blessed that we are living in a place that we call it land of opportunities. And aside from that, I feel we are blessed that for so many people out there who have been dealing with COVID or basically thanks because of COVID, like depression and things like that. Every day when I wake up at 4 a.m., I just, you know what, thank you, God, for giving me another day, another opportunity to live life, to walk, talk, see, eat, and to be able to do my job. And I feel blessed that I'm also in this you know, amazing industry, sales industry. And I feel salespeople they are like doctors. They can definitely help so many people out there by being genuine, by providing the right solution to the prospects, to the customers out. And I'm very blessed also that I got the opportunity you know, to speak with you and to be part of this amazing podcast that you have. And yeah, so I feel really blessed. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And everyone is going to want to know how they can reach out to you. Now, before I, before you let us know, we will have the information in the show notes, but please let us know your favorite ways to be contacted. Absolutely. So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, which is, you know, Navid Bomeni. 
my website, www.salesgroupglobal.com, and also through my email, which is basically navit.momini at salesgroupglobal.com. And also another easy way to reach out to me without even speaking to me is basically by purchasing my book. It just came out, this is six or seven days ago, How to Become a Sales Master. And this is also uh, another thing that I want to share that my goal is for every sales of this book, basically the majority of the sales of the book would go to the families and people who were affected by the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And basically available, I'm here to help. And I love helping people, especially entrepreneurs, salespeople out there. So please, if you think that I can help you with anything related to your business or your sales strategy or anything related to sales, please let me know. Thank you so much. And I know that everyone will want to get in touch with you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure speaking with you. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.